What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right, here it is. Happy football day, everybody. Heath? Yeah. Happy football day. Your team's happy your team's football out. day to you, Adam. Thank you. I got my I got my Hurricanes jersey on. They're playing tonight. Where's your Chiefs gear? The Hurricanes are playing tonight? They are. They are. You gotta that big game against UAB, you gotta make it at eight o'clock on Thursday competing against the opener for the NFL. That was smart. Yeah. Who are they are they expected to beat UAB? I think they're like two score fa- like yeah, like fifteen point fit. Yeah. Why, why why would even it be a conversation about competing against the national audience? I mean, you think people would be tuning in regardless? Uh no, I don't, but it's so annoying for me. Like I don't even get to watch it. It's annoying I mean, for Hurricanes fans, yes. Yeah, I'll watch it online. But uh do you know that according to Elias, today is the first time uh that Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, WNBA, and the MLS are all playing on the same day. Did you even say college football? Uh they're just listening to professional wow. sports. I saw this That's on ESPN so cool. last night. That's so cool. First, first time ever. So the 2020 got something right. Oh, so I don't even know the NBA playoff games that are tonight, but I feel like the NFL game is going to crush it in the ratings. Uh, you would hope so. Right? For our business, you would hope yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I, are, they, are the Celtics playing tonight? No, um, they play tomorrow. Okay. I believe it's Lakers Rockets. Lakers Rockets. All right, cool. Uh, well, welcome everybody to our first start or sit episode of the 2020 yeah. season. Yeah, this is fun. You know, we do uh, two long episodes for all the games, AFC home games for the most part on Thursday, NFC home games on Friday. Of course, if there's an uneven number, I have to kind of get creative. So tonight, uh, today on the show, we'll do Giants-Steelers. That's uh, the last game I have scheduled. And we're doing uh, Raiders at Panthers as well. Most of the... Uh, uh, most of the games are NFC home games this week, especially if you remove the Thursday night game, which we previewed on yesterday. Jamie, you have a new fan I wanted to tell you about. Uh, my friend texted me last night, and okay. he said he has the 10th pick in the draft. He said, give me some names. So I said, Miles Sanders. Okay. And I have to reevaluate my friendship with him because he replied, who? <laughs> and I was like, what? So anyway, he's calling me after or like before all his picks and he's telling me who's available. And I said, are you sorting? He was on CBS. Are you sorting the draft room by the projections or by the analyst rankings? He goes, oh, uh, the projections. I said, all right, we'll change it to one of the analyst rankings. And he says, 
Well, Jamie has great hair. I'll use his rankings. <laughs> well, Heath has great hair too. He did. I guess he didn't know that about Heath. He's seen. He's seen more of Jamie. And uh, congratulations, Jamie. Jamie's it's- hair is more stable. Um, it's 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 continually the same great hair. My my hair's changed too much to be great hair. It's so true, and I know we're all looking forward to football this week. I am looking forward thought, to getting a haircut. I thought you were gonna say uh, my my new friend is um, uh, Mike C. I'm gonna try to figure out what that means. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> Mike C is a big fan of mine. Man, I, it's dripping with sarcasm, but I can't figure it out. One player that you love this week, he our, our YouTube audience will know that. Our YouTube our YouTube page will know that. Okay. It's a guy that hates me on, on YouTube. Oh. So I, just say, I, I say, hi, Mike. What's up, Mike C? Yeah, Mike C. Heath, who's one player you love this week? One player I love this week is Blake Jarwin. He is a top yes. 10 tight end for Let's me go. this week. Let's go. In a shootout against the Rams. I actually have him ranked one spot ahead of Hunter Henry. Um, I would start him over Tyler Higby in the same game. I think the Cowboys are just going to continue to be an explosive passing offense. And the Rams have good corners. They're going to, they've got something to compete with those wide receivers. I would expect Jarwin to play a a bigger role earlier in the year as CD lamb gets acclimated. And I love his chances to get into the end zone. Yeah. Everybody seems to like Blake Jarwin top 10 uh, in everyone's rankings. Jarwin this week, Rams, not great against tight ends. They were 20th against tight ends last year. I'm not sure if that matters, but either way, expecting a lot of points. So Blake Jarwin, good call there. Jamie, who do you like? I'm going to go with the player. I don't like just to stay in the same game. It's Amari Cooper, uh, for similar reasons that Heath just said, if you go back to that game last year, uh, against the Rams, it was week 15, Jason Witten actually scored. So hopefully Darwin does find the end zone similar to what Witten did now that he's the guy there. But I, I you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey just took Amari Cooper away from that game. He covered him, according to the Dallas Morning News, um, just under 60% of the time. Um, and he had one catch in that game on two targets. Now, he was not 100%. Um, but on the time against Ramsey, he did not have a catch. Uh, why would you throw at Jalen Ramsey when you have these other options? And now you have C.D. Lamb factored in. So you never want to draft a guy in the first four rounds and say, I'm going to sit him. This is one of those instances where I would sit uh, Amari Cooper just because of this matchup against Jalen Ramsey. So, and, and Adam, you you said this time and time again all offseason how, yeah, Cooper has struggled against tough competition, and you know you can clearly based on the con- on the contract, uh, Ramsey's <laughs> being paid as the best in the business. Yeah, so forty eight yards against the Saints and Marshawn Lattimore, thirty eight yards against Darius Slay who a lot of number one wide receivers did just fine against the Lions last year, in case you're wondering about Terry McLaurin against Slay this week. Zero yards against Stephon Gilmore. Did not have a catch. Did have a big game against Buffalo. Eight catches, 85 yards. 19 yards against the Rams on one catch. So, Cooper, I have mentioned it so many times in the preseason. Tough matchups this year. A lot of tough cornerbacks. Didn't do well against them last year. Uh, but, Heath, since I don't think you're going to be on the show tomorrow, I'm still getting used to our new schedule. Uh, you have Amari Cooper still ranked pretty high, like top 10. Uh, and yeah, Jamie and th- does like, not. That's that's a product of what we've talked about earlier in the week and how I'm factoring in defense in week one. And that this is one of those situations where I should maybe make an exception. But if you're if if I'm saying the way I'm factoring in defense in week one is based largely on implied point total and how many points we think they're going to score, then the Rams defense would not be a problem for Amari Cooper at all. It would be a boost for him. So this matchup probably actually moved him up in my rankings with that process. And and he should probably come down a little bit. I would still start him. Um, they just have so many options. And if he's got 40% of the snaps away from Jalen Ramsey, 
he could still be good there. But I, I don't necessarily disagree with what Jamie said either. Okay, so Jamie, you gave me a player to sit this week in Amari Cooper. Heath said he likes Blake Jarwin. Now we got to switch it up. Jamie, give me a start. Heath, give me a sit. Jamie, go ahead. I'm going to go with Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you know what uh, week one is for him. And you know what this matchup was for him last year. And so I think the fact that Jalen Rager looks like he may be a go is a little bit of a downgrade for Jackson just because now there's another mouth to feed in this offense that has, um, I don't know, elite level talent, but I think he's more talented than J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Greg Ward. So, you know, if you're Carson Wentz and, and you're looking to try and maybe get your rookie going a little bit, you know, he's going to be, um, you know, probably a little bit better competition than, than what the other two guys would have been. But I still think, you know, Jackson, two of his last three um, season openers, he's been fantastic. And he beat up this Washington secondary, which is not very good in my opinion. So I think it's going to be an opportunity for Deshaun Jackson to uh, to play at high level. And just to give you a comparison, I would start Deshaun Jackson over Amari Cooper this week. All right. And Heath, give me one player you're sitting. Uh, how about like a handful of players I'm sitting? I'll, I'll just stick with the theme from the summer. I'm trying to not start any rookie running backs that are not named Clyde Edwards-Elair. I'm just like, there are different levels of this. I think Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss are fine as flexes. Antonio Gibson is a total wild card that I wouldn't blame you for wanting to put him in as a flex, but I would rather start Tariq Cohen, James White, and PPR over any of those other rookies. I would rather start like 50 running backs over Cam Akers or DeAndre Swift just because we have very, and J.K. Dobbins as well. We just, we we could see a situation where those guys get like five or six touches in the game. You, until I see something from them, I'm not starting them. Okay. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, look, whenever there are no buys, we've got so many teams, 16 games, there just a lot of options. So you might find a player who you drafted in the first five rounds just looking at the rankings that's, you know, in the 30s at wide receiver or something like that. It's just a week where there are the Deshaun Jacksons and the Will Fullers and the guys that we really like in good matchups that are ahead of some other players that you drafted ahead of them. So it, it's not like like if, if somebody, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but if you have a wide receiver in the 30s or a running back in the 20s, it's not that you don't like them. It's just there's a lot of players this week. Right. When, when, when we go about this process, and I'll just speak for myself, um, you're going to see some guys that have these great scenarios and they're going to bump down guys that we were saying draft high. Like, for example, hopefully Mike Evans plays. He's had a terrible track record against Lattimore and against the Saints. You're still starting Mike Evans. So th that's a guy that I think, you, you know, you, you still plug in. And, and, and this is where I think the difference is for me with Amari Cooper. Like the wild card is Tom Brady now, you know, so that changes things a little bit. I've seen Amari Cooper with Dak Prescott against Jalen Ramsey struggle. So I can dial that back a little bit because I know that if he takes the, you know, and, and this is the flip side of that, I think where Heath is kind of going to with the 40%, you have CD lamb now in the mix. Uh, Michael Gallup is obviously a, a, a talented wide receiver. They may not move Ramsey. He's a different defense coordinator, you know, so he may just stay on one side and, and that's to be the way that they operate. It didn't work very well for them last year by having him cover Mari Cooper because the Cowboys put up 44 points. So, uh, I mean, Prescott didn't have a huge game in that. He threw for two touchdowns and, and 200 plus yards. But still, if you if you just want to say, okay, we're going to take away the side of the field, Ramsey may not move. So those are things you just kind of take into account. I will say this, though, about the rookie running backs, because I think people look at it and say, I drafted Akers in the fifth round. I drafted Swift in the sixth round. I drafted J.K. Dobbins in the seventh round. Uh, Taylor in the fourth round, you know, uh, I actually, I would start Taylor this week, but I know where Heath is coming from. Um, 
I hope you did, you did it with the idea of the long-term as opposed to the short-term. And, and I know fantasy football is different in that regard. We always are looking to get those wins early because it's a, it's a shorter season than let's say baseball or basketball, but fantasy baseball or basketball. Um, I, I still think though, you, you're going to get great production from these guys at some point during the season, but let it, let it sort of develop. And, and I would have said about acres, uh, he could still be in a flex. The fact that Daryl Henderson practiced in full now, that's off the table. You know, you just don't don't deal with that headache. Acres could still be very good. Swift could still be very good, but the risk is now just heightened by the scenarios that they're dealing with. Okay, so Heath mentioned Tariq Cohen and James White in PPR. Who are some other like veteran running backs that you'd be starting over rookie running backs? Uh, Marlon Mack. Okay. How about um, carry on? Carry on for me, yeah. I wouldn't want to start carry on, but he's my favorite of the Lions running backs this week. And I would start him over Akers and Swift, for example, and Dobbins. I would start Gibson Moss and and Taylor just because I think those scenarios are a little bit better than what carry on is dealing with, especially if Adrian Peterson plays. What about Philip Lindsay? I would start Lindsay over the those the the Akers Swift rookies and Dobbins. You know, right. I I, yeah. I I still think Gibbs I, I like Gibson just because I think there's not a talented guy in front of him. Okay. You know, and I like Moss because I think he's going to get, you know, it, it's a game that the Bills should win easily. Yeah. So I think he's going to get some some run and have the chance to score. He's going to play in the high level spots. You might have um He's the green zone guy. You, we'll, 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 we we can we can say that, right? Yeah, now. sure. <laughs> you might have uh Moss is green. wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. You might have wide receivers too that it doesn't have to be a running back discussion, but wide receivers that you're starting over these guys as well. Uh, let's go to the big news. Brandon Cooks is going to be a game-time decision tonight. Heath, you want to lay it out, what to do if he's in, what to do if he's out? I mean, if if he's in, we'll probably get some report about Brandon Cooks is going to play, but he's going to be on a snap count, or Brandon Cooks is good to go. I mean, that that's a little bit different situation. I don't want to use Brandon Cooks. I could certainly understand if you're in a three-wide receiver league and you start a flex as well that you don't have anybody that has close to as much upside as he does. If they say anything about a snap count, I'm just out, period. If they say Brandon Cooks is good to go, then I might start him as a number four wide receiver or a flex. If Cooks is out, Randall Cobb gets a pretty big boost, but he's a floor guy, and Kenny Stills would be the ceiling replacement for Cooks. Will Fuller is a top 20 wide receiver. I, I think the the thing you want to do is, this is more of a daily play than a seasonal play. Because hopefully you drafted somebody that you can plug in instead of Brandon Cooks. And the fact that it's a Thursday game gives you that luxury of, okay, I can sit Brandon Cooks and hopefully find somebody maybe on waivers. Not that you're cutting Brandon Cooks, but you may have an end of bench guy that you can, you know, play with. And, and you know, there could be a Steven Sims or, or you know, I, I don't know what Anthony Miller's ownership or roster percentage is up to, but he was at 55% uh, when we started the week. You know, that's a guy that I would pivot to if you want to, you know, take a look. Paris Campbell, you know, in a game that the Jaguars defense is going to be bad and the Colts could be, you know, doing what they want to do as well. Van Jefferson in what could be a high you know, scoring game. You know, these are guys, they're not Brandon Cooks, but if you just, you know, want to, don't want to deal with the headache of, like he said, snap count and, and want to wait, you know, that's something that I would probably try and do is just wait it out. Okay. Uh, Mike Evans questionable with a, I think it's a hamstring injury. We talked about it on fantasy football today in five, by the way, if you want like the, if you want, not exactly instant, but 
quick analysis because we'll get these uh, these shows out probably around 10 o'clock Eastern, maybe 10.15, something like that in the morning. Um, but three in the morning, you'll have FFT and five. So we'll be reacting to the Texans game, Texans Chiefs game tonight, and we'll publish that at three in the morning. So first thing in the morning, you want five minutes of reaction to that game plus a little bit of week one matchup stuff. You can hear that on FFT and five. Please subscribe. But Mike Evans is questionable with soft tissue injury, Jamie. So uh, should we be picking up Scotty Miller? And if, if let's say if Evans doesn't play, uh, and we could talk about this more tomorrow, but Tom Brady starter sit. I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to run to go pivot towards Tarod Taylor or Derek Carr or Gardner Minshew or Phillip Rivers. But that's something you could consider. I mean, you know, it's it's a tough matchup on the road. Uh, obviously, the Bucks are in a better situation because if the fans were there, there's no chance Tampa <laughs> would have a, a, an opportunity to play play well. Um, but Brady would would be a downgrade. You know, it, it's it's uh, as good as Godwin is, and, and Gronk may be in play this week, and OJ Howard, and all those things, and it's it's going to be a shootout. Still, uh, I'd be a little bit more concerned about Brady. So. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it, it, it's a downgrade in terms of Scott Miller. Th- that is a guy I would speculate on if I have an empty roster spot to play with, because it might not be a one week situation with Mike Evans. Remember what happened last year. Yeah. I know that they were out of it and they shut him down, but you know, if it's two years in a row, that he's having hamstring injuries. That's not good. We're going to probably see a lot of soft tissue injuries early in the season because guys are not, you know, in game shape. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, just be prepared to deal with that with your, with your fantasy roster. Right, I'm going to fire only, through the rest. Of, I'm sorry, Heath. I just want to make sure we get to the games. Um, Heath, tell me, David Montgomery, if he plays, would you start him at Detroit? No, 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 no. And please, David Montgomery, just I, I know what you're trying to do, and, <laughs> and you're being a, like a, a good sport, but let's just take one more week off and get right. And I'd like to have, have David Montgomery for the rest of the season. Uh, DeAndre Swift limited in practice, so we're certainly not going to start him, but we hope for on Johnson's sake that DeAndre Swift just kind of chills out and stays away. Divino Zigbo missed practice with a hamstring injury, so they're facing the Colts, who added DeForest Buckner, um, and you know we're expecting the Jaguars to be trailing in this game, but are you going to start Divino Zigbo over uh, you know Zach Moss? You mean Cam James Ak- Robinson? Yeah, sorry, James Robinson over Zach Moss, uh, Cam Akers. Just just Akers, Swift, and Dobbins for me. Those are the only three rookies that I would start Robinson over. They also signed Dare Ogunbowale as well, I believe. They so, um, And I pretty much nailed saying his name that time. I'd yeah. like everybody to notice. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have the market cornered on fun names that start with yeah. the letter O. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julian Edelman was limited will, in practice. Just, just real quick on on yeah. uh, on Robinson, uh, Heath can can reference this as well. Uh, we had Pete Prisco on CBS Sports HQ, and Pete said what he's hearing from Jacksonville is they are going to give James Robinson every opportunity to carry the ball to see if he is legit. So if he's still out there on your waiver wire, please go pick him up because if he does have a good game, I don't think he's going to have a great game, but if he has a good game and he's getting in the neighborhood of twenty touches, you don't want to let that go if you have the chance to pick him up. Uh, Scott Fishbowl, you get we get an email with all the ads and drops and stuff, but for like a you know a bunch of leagues, I'm not exactly sure what I'm looking at there, but just looked at all of the James Robinson bids I could find as waivers ran yesterday or Fab ran. Uh, twenty five dollars out of a hundred. Twenty five, sixty nine, fifty three, fifteen, one hundred, fifty. And 31. So these are different leagues within the Scott Fishbowl and bids on James Robinson. They range from $15 to the entire budget 
of one hundred dollars. You should not bid your entire budget, but we've been saying 11 percent. Um, and I think it's pro- like it's probably too like if he didn't get picked up the last couple of days, you may not have to go over that. But I wish I had told people a little bit higher. Um, I might go fifteen to twenty percent now. Scott Fishbowl is such a deep league, yeah, and this is our yeah. first waivers run since the draft back in June. So there's some crazy numbers there. All right, Julian Edelman was limited in practice. Debo Samuel did not practice, and is AJ Brown have some sort of mystery injury? He does. He was uh, stretching at the start of practice on Wednesday, so hopefully he will be okay. But he missed, I believe, Friday and Saturday, or Friday and Sunday, uh, whenever they practiced at the end of last week. And so it's something to keep an eye on, but they don't play till Monday. So you should, you know, get a better indication today and, and Friday. All right, let's do some 60 second rankings disputes. I had some good ones here set up for Dave, but I forgot Dave is not on the Thursday show. Uh, so that gives us two rankings disputes, Nick Chubb and Raheem Mostert. Jamie has Chubb outside the top 20, just barely. Uh, Heath has Chubb 11th in non PPR, 13th in PPR. He is at, Baltimore, uh, and then Mostert, it's flipped. Jamie's got him 14th. He's got him outside the top 20. Still as a number two running back, and Mostert facing Arizona. Let's start with Nick Chubb, a 60-second ranking dispute. Jamie versus Heath. Heath, you're the high guy on Chubb. You got him 11th in non-PPR, 13th in PPR. You are on the clock. And I, I do have him. I have lowered him to 16th in PPR. I'll, I'll stick by the, uh, the must-start designation in non-PPR. I still think this Cleveland team will run the ball 25 times in this game and Chubb's probably going to get 15 of those carries. And I'm actually like, I, they're talking about including him in the passing game just a little bit more. So I would anticipate they're going to have a little success running the ball. I think their offensive line's pretty good. And I think everybody's tackling is going to be bad to start the season. So I'm still okay. Starting Chubb. Jamie rebuttal. Uh, I, I mean, I'm still starting Chubb too. It's just this matchup sucks and you're going to get Kareem Hunt getting clearly a, a, a good portion of the workload as well. And this Ravens defense is great. They're at home. And so um, the thing I look at when I'm, when I'm looking at some of these things is how much continuity matters. And so I think there's going to be a little bit of a hiccup with a new offense for Cleveland while those Ravens defense is largely the same. You know, they added a significant piece in Calais Campbell. So again, you know, th- Receivers, you have more choices. Running backs, you don't have as many choices. Like, don't get cute and start um, Zach Moss over Nick Chubb. Like, that's not a, a something I'm going to tell you. I do like Jonathan Taylor better than Nick Chubb, but I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to make that move. I just think Taylor against the Jaguars in a shared situation may be better than Chubb right. against the Ravens. But for me, I'm going to I'm going to lower Chubb just based on this matchup against Baltimore. All right, that was almost 90 seconds. Uh, Deshaun Jackson or Nick Chubb? Chubb. Again, I would probably start Chubb myself, but I would not be surprised if Jackson has a better game. That's just the the, the joy of doing rankings versus right. setting your lineup. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the Ravens, interesting. They, they lost Michael Pierce, but they add Calais Campbell. They're moving Brandon Williams back to nose tackle where he is apparently much better. Uh, and they have a new middle linebacker. I mean, you know, Patrick Queen is going to have to prove himself pretty quickly. Oh, true. Okay, uh, Raheem Mostert facing the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals beefed up on their defensive line. They added former Bills defensive tackle Jordan Phillips. They added uh, Falcons linebacker De- Devondre Campbell, who has had a lot of tackles the last three seasons. Uh, so hopefully their run defense is a little better. Jamie, you like Mostert more than Heath does. You got him 14th. Go. I think this is Mostert's job as uh, Cam Inman of this St. Uh, San Jose Mercury News told us on, on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, you heard reports that he's going to be the guy, you know, the fact that they restructured his contract. 
So we'll see what Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon do. But I think the 49ers win this game. I think Mostert builds off what he did last year, and he is going to be the starter getting that first carry. So I, I like Mostert's scenario quite a bit in this matchup against the Cardinals. Yeah, and I I am just uncertain. I don't have any doubt that it's Raheem Mostert's job, and he's well, it's Kyle Shanahan, so I always have a little bit of doubt. But and that he's going to lead the running backs in touches. I just still have it projected as a San Francisco backfield with Tevin Coleman getting eight to ten touches and Jarek McKinnon getting six to eight touches, and that just makes it hard to project Mostert in the top twenty. But I would certainly start. I'd like to start Mostert, and I would start him over that Taylor Moss group that we've talked so much about. Okay, so it's not. Yeah, I mean, again, it's nitpicking a little bit in the rankings. Both like Mostert, both like Chubb, but to varying degrees. Just going to go through the rest of the news and notes here. Uh, Jalen Rager returned to practice. Maybe plays this week, but still looking good for week two, at least, for Rager. Miles Sanders' practice could have his workload limited early in the season, which sucks, so please know. Um, Kenny Galladay was limited in practice. Uh, if you guys just jump in if there's anything that really jumps out. You know, a lot of guys can be limited in practice. No big deal. Daniil Hunter, great player for the Minnesota Vikings. He's on IR, defensive end. He's on IR with a neck injury. IR this year means you miss at least three weeks, not at least six weeks like it had in the past. So he could be back hopefully in just three, in well, after three weeks. Amari Cooper practiced in full. A.J. Green not on the injury report. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are both limited with injuries. And the Rams are going with three running backs, according to Sean McVay, at least for now. And Ron Rivera said it will be RBBC uh, for the Washington football team. And I picked up Peyton Barber last night in the Scott Fish Bowl. So, yuck. Is like available or no? I actually don't think he was. And I dropped Damian Williams, so it was a free roster spot. There you go. All right, the startometer. We do the startometer now for the games that we weren't. We're not going to get to for a while. So zero to ten on the startometer. Any Giants wide receiver against Pittsburgh? One at best for. <laughs> uh, who knows if Golden Tate plays? You know he's he's dealing with some injury concerns, and there was a report that his snap count will be limited, maybe early in the season, maybe the entire yeah. year. So uh, I would probably say. Uh, two at best for Shepard and one for Slayton. I'd go four Shepard, two Slayton, zero Tate. Deontay Johnson at the Giants. Seven. Two. Oh, <laughs> fun. Um, I, I'm really like, I, I'm getting a little, I mean, I'm totally open to the fact that I could just be missing the whole Deontay Johnson thing, but man, they're talking up Chase Claypool in the red zone and Eric Ebron's having sleepovers with Ben Roethlisberger and James Washington. And oh yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster. So like, I we'll see who the number, the, like if there's a clear number top two or, or what the target breakdown is. But I think the way that they're going to operate is Juju and Deontay are locked into their roles. And then the other side of the field is going to be a rotation of James Washington and Chase Claypool. Uh, Devin Singletary against the Jets. Zero to 10. Five. Yeah, I think five's good. Zach Moss. Seven. I'd go four. Stefan Diggs against the Jets. Eight. Yeah. John Brown. Five. Four. Jameson Crowder at Buffalo. Two in non-PPR. Five in PPR. Yeah, I'd go like seven and two. 
I mean, he got so many targets. <laughs> we talked about this on Twitch. He's like, who else are they going to throw to? And you well, know, Mims, Mims and Perryman are back at practice. Right, so. but it's week one. Those guys have missed so much time. Can't expect much from Mims. You figure Perryman's going to see enough of White. He's not going to have a big game. I, Crow- I would assume like Crowder, Bell, and Herndon are like 80% of Sam Darnold's targets. Speaking of which, Le'Veon Bell. We hope it's Bell. <laughs> yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Zero to ten. Uh, six uh, and six and non PPR. Seven in PPR. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm starting him. Would you start so, Raheem Mostert like, or Le'Veon Bell? Mostert in both. I'm starting Bell. Ian Thomas against the Raiders. I was surprised he was so low in your rankings. This is a really good matchup. He's not 100 percent though. So I thought he practiced in full. He's practicing, but he's you know playing through this toe thing. So. Okay. Kudos to him. I actually have a tough call to make in the fishbowl with the uh, tight end premium as my third tight end, you know, essentially a, a second flex option. Right. Or uh, who's the one I'm debating? Ian Thomas versus? I forget who I'm debating. Sorry. Ugh, yeah, I know. I might actually have to start Jimmy Graham. Ugh. Derek Carr at Carolina. Five. Uh, yeah, this is, this is I, I would say five in one QB league, but like eight in a two QB league. Henry uh, Ruggs. I, oh, sorry. I, I would start Carr over Tom Brady if Mike Evans is out. Ooh, wow. Uh, Henry Ruggs at Carolina. Uh, Derek Carr, by the way, that's your uh, DFS guy. He just like never has huge games. Along with Henry Ruggs. Yeah, Ruggs is going to be great. Stack him up. Um, I would say Ruggs uh, six. Uh, five. Would you start Henry Ruggs or Antonio Gibson? That's a good question. I'd start Gibson in non-PPR just based on the touches, but Ruggs, I think, probably PPR. I would start Ruggs. Boy, the Carolina, like Carolina's run defense was the worst ever la- last season. Their pass defense is going to catch up. this. Like, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah, this is the free space. Like You you want Mike Evans back for next week <laughs> because they get, they get Carolina next week. All right, let's go to the games. Chargers and Bengals. Chargers are three-point favorites total. Open at 46, down to 42 and a half. That's quite a move. Uh, Stat of the game number one, Cincinnati is the unofficial home of the game Cornhole, according to theculturetrip.com. That's a fun game. Did you call it Cornhole or Bags? I call it Cornhole. Okay. You call it Bags? We call it Bags. 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 Actually, we played washers. We didn't play with Bags, but... Did you play like pickup ball? Uh, when you like bags, it's just a terrible, completely. Um, yeah, we would go to the park uh, to play ball, uh, yes. which could mean you played like six different sports. Kickball. There was only <laughs> Kickball. one thing that one game that we played at the park that was called ball. Okay, uh, volleyball. Stat of the game number two: <laughs> the Chargers allowed the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but saw. The fewest wide receiver targets in the NFL. They just nobody really threw against the Chargers. Um, all right, so we'll talk about. Well, why don't we talk about AJ Green and and Tyler Boyd and first game for Joe Burrow? <laughs> what do you think about the passing game? I would try to avoid it if you can. I mean, Burrow in his first start. Um, get ready to say hello to Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram quite a bit because they're going to be in your face all day. And then when you do have opportunities to throw, you're throwing against Casey Hayward and Chris Harris. You know, it's it's such a shame there when James is not there, and and I don't know anybody who saw Hard Knocks on Tuesday. It was just it was hard to watch. You know, they showed the injury. Um, 
you just feel for that kid and you feel for that team. But their defense is still going to be really good this week. And I would try to avoid Green. I try to avoid Boyd. Um, Burrow, even in two quarterback leagues or super flex leagues, I tried to sit him too. Like, you know, Derek Carr is an easy one to play over him. Uh, Tyrod, Philip Rivers, you know, all these guys that were drafted in a similar range late. But yeah, I'm, I'm out on any, anything besides Joe Mixon for the Bengals. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Boyd over Green, but they're just flexes and I'd rather not. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll compare them to some other players as we go along. Uh, Tyrod Taylor or Derek Carr, if you needed to stream someone. Right now I have uh, Tyrod, but I'm, I'm ready to make that switch. I'll go Carr in six, uh, Tyrod in four point for pass touchdowns. Makes okay. sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested. Like, I can't imagine the Bengals going to have a good defense but they their front four is going to be good. Their front four has a chance to be, be okay. They added a lot of play. Mackenzie Alexander, LaShawn Sims, Von Bell, all just in their defensive backfield but, and but DJ Reader at tackle. Continuity. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of communication that needs to go on in that defensive backfield. And they've never played football together. And they just lost Trey Wayne, right? He's, he's yes, out. Yes, he's out um, for the season, I believe. Yes. Uh, one thing they were really bad, uh, the Bengals last year, they were just bad against the run in general, but. Mobile quarterbacks torch them. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson twice, Gardner Minshew. They all rush for 46 or more yards. That's a ton of yards. So that that bodes well. I don't know if it'll carry over, but if, I, if you want a reason to, you know, another reason to be confident in Tyrod Taylor, he has an opportunity you'd think to to be good with his legs, which he always is. Another great DFS play. I mean, you know, again, you know, people are going to, the thing about week one is people are going to go run to the big names. These are the guys that you should pivot toward because they're cheap. And they're going to be, you know, pretty good uh, with a chance to be great. All right, Chargers running backs. It's easy. You start Eckler, and just going to wait and see on Jackson. Just, yeah, just watch Kelly and Jackson and yeah. see if one of them gets a high percentage or one of them pops. Um, but you can't consider starting them. The Daniel Popper of the Athletic told us on HQ: Don't be surprised with Mike Williams out if you see Eckler maybe split out a little bit more. Uh, he also ballparked his receptions at around seventy-five. So, you know, if you get 75 receptions out of him, it's not 92 like he gave you a year ago, but you'll be thrilled about 75 catches. Right? He'll be a top five running back if you get to 75 passes. Right. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Keenan Allen? Like him, love him? Like. You're starting him. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's a number three receiver. It's, it, it's just a matter of the, with, with, with Keenan Allen in this offense, he'll benefit without Mike Williams there. And by the way, we'll see if Mike Williams is actually going to miss the game. It sounds like he, he will, but um the touchdowns. I mean, it's always going to come down to the touchdowns with him because his, his catches and yards will come down. It's just by nature of how this quarterback change will go. And so is this a game that you feel he could score? Sure. I mean, this it's a bad secondary and he's, he's going to probably see a lot of targets. All right. But would you, would you start, would you start Raheem Mostert over Keenan Allen? In non PPR? Absolutely. In PPR? No. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, if Mike Williams plays, no, no, they can't trust no. him. Right. Nope. Hunter Henry's an easy call. He's a top eight tight end. Um, basically, all the- I love him. I like him a lot this week. You know, he, yeah. he's there. There's there's like a lot of tight ends that have good opportunities this week, and he's he's another good. This is a good stack. You want to go Taylor Henry? That's a good you know stack you can play play uh, play in any DFS format. We are going to sit Joe Burrow. Wait and see. We're going to start Joe Mixon. Um, yeah, pretty much. And then you already talked about the Cincinnati wide receivers. You like Keenan Allen better than the Cincinnati wide receivers? A lot. Yes. Maybe combined. Do we know if Chris Harris is good <laughs> anymore, by the way? Because What? What? I was just looking. Well, did he play in the slot last year? Or did he have to? I think he actually played outside because Bryce he Callahan was hurt. Last year. 
Because, God, the slot wide receivers really, like, did very well against Denver. Chris Harris is getting up there in age. Like, he's he can't be... But to say, is he still good? Yes, he's still good. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, he may not be great, but he's still good. Do we still fear him in fantasy? That's Can he lock up Tyler Boyd with a rookie quarterback making his first start? Most likely. Okay. Yeah, because I was looking at, like, slot receivers against Denver last year where Chris Harris was. Landry, 51 yards and a touchdown. Cole Beasley, 76 and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, 68 and a touchdown. Hunter Renfro, 102 yards and a touchdown. Of course, I have no idea how much Chris Harris they saw. But, you know, there's, there's that. Um, all right. So uh, try, take a wait-and-see approach, I guess, with the Bengals other than Joe Mixon. Uh, Chargers DST, top eight. Stardom. Let's take a quick break here on Fantasy Football Today. Colts and Jaguars might not be the most interesting game to watch, but very interesting from a fantasy perspective. We'll talk about it right after this. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Cole to Jaguars. Uh, yeah, this is a fun fantasy game. I mean, we've got to see Gardner Minshew. I think a lot of people are going to have questions about DJ Chark. Are you guys getting a lot of DJ Chark starter sit questions? I am. Um, I, I am. A few. A few. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't start him. Uh, yeah. I, he. I don't know either. I, be, because there's like the Will Fullers. I get, I've gotten so many like Will Fullers or DJ Charks. Who would you That's guys? Fair. Who would you guys I'd, go with? I'd start Fuller over Chark. That's fair. Yeah. What about Deshaun Jackson, Jamie? I'd start Chark. They're the same kind of guy. I just look at this. <laughs> Jaguars are going to probably be behind a lot. He torched them in one game last year, and he struggled in Week 17 when he was, you know, fighting his way back from an injury. So, you know, I don't know how healthy he was, but I mean, the, this is why you drafted DJ Chark. This is why you like Gardner Minshew. This is what this is what the Jaguars are going to be. The epitome of the Jaguars is going to be on full display in Week One. 
when they can't stop the run, when they can't stop anybody defensively, and it's Blake Bortles 2015 all over again where they're just chucking it around in the fourth quarter and they're you know down three touchdowns by the time the fourth quarter starts. Yeah, and I think maybe, I don't know if people really know or care about this, but the, the Colts did sign Xavier Rhodes, TJ Carey. If, T- if Xavier Wilson. Rhodes is matched up against DJ Tark, I like that matchup all day long. You, you want to talk so. about a guy that's declined. Xavier Rhodes is he, he Probably, he was really not good last year, but he also was dealing with injuries like all throughout the season. But I guess that's just one other thing is, can they salvage Xavier Rhodes, who at one point was one of the top corners in football, but we're going to approach He's this game as if he is not that. Still good, just not great. <laughs> Stat of the game, well, I don't think he was good last year. Xavier well, Rhodes, I think he was bad. Year. Yeah. All right, in Jacksonville's last eight games, this is a Jonathan Taylor stat, uh, but don't interpret this as like an endorsement, just just something to consider. In his last day, in their last eight games against the Jaguars, 10 running backs scored 13 or more non-PPR fantasy points against the Jaguars. More than one per game, 13 or more non-PPR fantasy points. I mean, you're talking multiple running backs, two Colts running backs. Jonathan Williams had a huge game against them. So Jonathan Taylor, along with DJ Chark, is really interesting in this game. Who do you like better as a flex, Taylor or Chark? Chark. Um, yeah, Chark. Right. I'm, I'm, I might go Taylor in non-PPR, but Chark for sure in PPR. What do you expect from the Colts' backfield? Give me, Heath, give me a projection for Mack and Taylor. And, um, and Hines. I think Mack has um, 80, 80 yards and a touchdown. Maybe he gets to 100 if he breaks one. Um, I've got Taylor at like 55, 60 yards. And does he get into the end zone is the question of whether he was a good start or not. I asked uh, my buddy, Mark Long, who covers the Jaguars for the Associated Press to give me a stat line for the Colts running backs. And he said 160 yards rushing. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I would be... I would be surprised if they had that much. I think, as Heath said, 130 total yards is probably something to go in expecting, 140. But they're going to do whatever they want to. I mean, this offensive line is going to push those guys around and have just a huge, huge day. Um, I I would start Taylor this week. I I think you're going to get production from both these guys in a big, big way. Who would you start him over? I would start Taylor over Kenyon Drake, over David Johnson, over Melvin Gordon. Woo! Me, oh my! Okay. I mean, the Niners lost their best defensive tackle, and you're sitting Kenyon Drake? They, they may have gotten a pretty good replacement in Kinlaw. I mean, he's... Uh, he's first he's, game he's, of his career? I don't know. Uh, but he's, he's, not, he's not Buckner, but that's... that's the, and the fact that they got Warner back is a pretty good sign, too. All right, let's go through this game. Here we go. Starter sit Phillip Rivers. I'm sitting. I mean, you're sitting in a one-quarterback league, but he's another DFS play, and, and he has great week one uh, history. <laughs> like, his, his week ones are usually pretty amazing. Okay, Marlon Mack um, is a start. He's like in the teens. Dave's a little lower on him, but Marlon Mack is a start. Um, would you start him over? Uh, um, Aaron Jones. Yeah, I was gonna. That's that's wild. Okay. I love, love the Colts this week. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, this is just like Jaguars defensive line, just so much attrition. Okay, Colts wide receivers. So, how, do you have a lot of faith in Ty Hilton? Yes, he's back to back with Chark for me. So, like, I'll, I'm, you're probably starting him. Is he like in the twenties? And my 30s? hesitation with the Colts' passing game is I just don't know how many times they're going to do it. 
Yeah, I don't think any Colts wide receiver had more than six targets in the two games against the Jaguars last year. So that that is your concern. Different, different team. Totally right, different. they didn't want to throw last year. One of the games was against Ramsey. So Ramsey played mm. first game last year. So again, Hilton week one is 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 like, you know, you, I know we've been talking about Deshaun Jackson a lot this offseason, his week one history. See why Hilton's not far behind. What about Paris Campbell? I mean, I'm I got him in like every league. And there are just some situations where like, I don't want to start Ronald Jones. Do, do I start Paris Campbell in PPR over Ronald Jones or over insert running back that you're nervous about here? I would not. Yeah, I, I would probably neither. wouldn't either. But like I'm starting Paris Campbell in this 20-team uh, office league that we're in. Is it 20-team, Steve? I believe I so. I was able to weasel my way out of that league. Oh, you didn't do it? <laughs> I just didn't respond to the email. And so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have to decide between Paris Campbell in a flex spot or Preston Williams. And I'm, I'm leaning Campbell. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I don't want to trust the dolphins with the receivers banged up against the Patriots after they ruined the Patriots season in essence last year by winning in week 17 and, and taking them away from a first round bye. We, we have to expect that Campbell's like fourth at best in terms of targets, right? So with Philip Rivers' history of, of throwing to running backs and tight ends, and he's not, probably behind Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton and Naheem Hines. Yeah, I, the thing I think with we're going to get a few games this week, and Campbell falls in this category of guys that just have a blowout performance, and it's not going to be sustainable. And so he he falls perfectly into that category because he could have a jet sweep and go 80 yards and score. He could have a, a bubble screen and go you know 50 yards for a touchdown. Um, he could have a big play down the field, you know, and and the people like Adam, which is not a mistake that we're saying Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell are going to drop somebody significant and, and move on hoping that that's going to be the case. And then he's not going to repeat that type of game, but he's a, he's a good DFS play and somebody that you can buy into. So yeah. Ronald Jones is interesting. I mean, it's a wait and see. It's just like, I figure maybe there could be four catches there or something like that. Give you sure. an eight point floor or something like that in PPR. And it's a deeper league thing. Um, all right. Jack Doyle though is worth looking at. Heath, you have him 18th though. Jamie, you have Jack Doyle 12th. Heath, is that just like uh, it's really close, tight end 12 to 18 sort of deal? There, are, It's exactly what it is. Noah Fant, I believe, is my number 12 tight end right now, and I have him less than a point away from Jack Doyle in the projections. If I had a little more confidence that Indianapolis is going to throw more with a lead this year, um, then Doyle would be up there. I've just kind of pulled back on their targets because of what they've been with a lead last year. Starter said Gardner Minshew. I... As much as I love Gardner Minshew, I would really rather not start him in week one. It's his first week in a new offense. There's very little continuity with this group. And I think the Colts defense is very, very good. So I would start Carr. I would start Garoppolo. I would start Terod Taylor over Gardner Minshew this week. Jamie, what are your expectations for James Robinson? And would you start him or Jonathan Taylor? I would not start James Robinson over Jonathan Taylor. And if you're asking me for a Jaguars running back, I would start Chris Thompson in PPR. I would start Robinson over Thompson in non-PPR just with the off chance that he gets more of a goal line opportunity. But again, I think the Jaguars are chasing points from the three-minute mark on. <laughs> you know, that's how quickly I think the Colts can score and, and win this game. Um, so I think you're going to get a lot of, you know, what Chris Thompson has been in his career. You know, uh, He's a he's a good target for any quarterback that he plays with. He he's you know he mentioned continuity. Well, he's the only one that's been with Jay Gruden before, as far as I know of the Jaguars' offense. So you have that. You have the fact that you have an uncertain backfield, 
And, and if Mozigbo doesn't play, I, I would anticipate, you know, Ogunwale can probably come in and, and, and be a factor, but uh, as the third guy. So I, I just think it's going to be a lot of Chris Thompson. So if you're asking me for a Jaguars running back and, and a sleeper, I would say it's Chris Thompson. So the only guys that I really like this week are Chark and Thompson in deeper leagues. Um, Chenault is somebody that I, I'm hoping to see come out and make some plays, but they've been, um, they've been talking up Colin Johnson quite a bit. So that's somebody you want to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, we'll see maybe uh, Tyler Eifert as well. But um, in terms of starts and DFS, it's Chark and it's Thompson. All right, rank these three running backs, guys. James Robinson, Daryl Williams, Chris Thompson. What's the format? Full PPR. Thompson, Williams, Robinson. Williams, Thompson, Robinson. Nah, half PPR. Williams, Thompson, Robinson. Williams, Robinson, Thompson. Okay. Last question. Would you start William? Well, or would quarter you, PPR. Would you start uh, Chris Thompson, rather? Chris Thompson uh, over Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette? In yes, in PPR. PPR, 100%. Okay. All right. And let's and quarter. go to our next game here. Colts DST stardom. Cleveland at Baltimore. Ravens are eight-point favorites. Total is 48. One of the, I would say the shining moment of the Brown season was uh, a week four win, 40-25 to 25 at Baltimore. They had a really good game. Nick Chubb had a huge game. 20 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. Brandon Williams did not play in that game. He will be playing in this game. Uh, nose tackle for the Ravens. We already talked about Nick Chubb. He's a start. Heath likes him better than Jamie. He's not in the top 12 this week. Jamie's got him just outside the top 20. He's got him like around 15th or so. So we talked about Nick Chubb. We're sitting Baker Mayfield. What about uh, Kareem Hunt, guys? And the Ravens, I don't know what's going to carry over from year to year. This is not a stat that, that often does carry over from year to year, but they were incredibly good against pass-catching running backs last season. Best. So not, not incredibly good. They were the best. Oh, uh, they allowed the... Uh, oh, was it the third fewest receiving yards to running backs? So were they but, the best? But least, least reception. Okay. Yeah, terrific stuff. So what do you think about Kareem Hunt this week? Is he a starter or a sit? I'm starting him. He is outside my top 24. Um, I would consider him a flex. Better in PPR than non-PPR. But again, you know, it's it's continuity. <laughs> your, your defense, same, offense, new. Uh, offensive line could be great for the Browns. You know, they added two significant pieces. So factor that into their running game as well. But I just think that if you can avoid tough matchups and you have better options, I would try and sit Kareem Hunt. It's it's harder to do a Chubb because we anticipate him getting more carries. But I think this is a guy that is not a must start this week because I don't know how many people drafted him to be a must start guy. He was drafted based on ADP as a third running back or flex. And I think that's where he is. Yeah, and I, I want to clarify, I'm starting him and I've got him ranked as a starter. And most of the time when I draft him, I didn't draft two running backs before him. Right. Um, there's not a running back that was drafted in the first three rounds that I would start Kareem Hunt over. So if you took two running backs before you took Kareem Hunt, then he's a flex at best. Uh, and, and just just to sort of tie in, like I would start John the Taylor over Kareem Hunt without hesitation. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what about the Cleveland wide receivers? Uh, how would you rank Kareem Hunt and the Cleveland wide receivers? Beckham, Hunt, Landry. But I don't. That's, like that Beckham. sounds right. Yeah. I don't like Beckham this week either. Okay, well, Landry did well against Baltimore last year. He, he killed them, yeah. And we know if he's 100%. That's the thing. It, I mean, I, I kind of think he is. Isn't he, is he practicing in full? 
I, I do not believe he has any uh, hesitation in terms of his playing. Uh, I, I didn't see anything about him missing practice, but, you know, he's still coming back from hip surgery. So I don't want to play him if I don't have to. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Beckham, is Beckham in the, your top 24? He is not. He is just barely for me. Like, he's right on the fringe. I would start Will Fuller, Deshaun Jackson, DJ Chark. Um, he scored against Baltimore in their second matchup, but he had two catches against them in their first meeting. Yeah. And he only uh, had four. Six, six catches <laughs> right. total in the two games. Marlon Humphrey's going to make things tough on Beckham. Yeah. And you know what? Like, they were bad against the slot last year, but Marlon Humphrey. I, they actually, they're getting Tavon Young back this year. He was supposed to be their slot corner. He missed the season with a neck injury. Uh, so their secondary, even without Earl Thomas, I mean, Tavon Young is a big addition, just getting him back and healthy. That's Baltimore we're talking about. Austin Hooper, starter, sit. I would sit him. I I would prefer to sit him. Um, I'd, I'd much rather start Blake Jarwin, um, but there's not a lot other of the waiver. Like some of my favorite tight ends, those young guys, Herndon and Gesicki, just have terrible matchups. I can't start those guys over Hooper. I would start Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron over Austin Hooper. Start Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Ingram, starter set. Must start. Yeah. Yeah. He's a must start for sure in, in non PPR. And PPR, you're starting him too. I mean, I, he's a borderline top 24 guy for me, but I'd start him over Marlon Mack. And I think those guys are kind of in the same type of spot. Would Big you start home favorites for Baltimore? That's always going to be a good setup for him. Kareem Hunt or um, Ingram in PPR? Ingram. I've got run, Hunt higher. Okay. Marquise Brown. Yeah, Marquise Brown is interesting. Dave's got him in the top 10. Heath's got him 35th. Davey's <laughs> got him right in the middle, 25th. Um, interesting. Heath, why so low on Marquise Brown this week? Um, first off, there's like 19 number two wide receivers. We talked about that all right. through draft season. That's why people didn't want to take number two wide receivers uh-huh. there. Um, it's just like on a, there's certainly a lot of upside for Marquise Brown. We saw it two or three times last year, but because of the way this offense works, there's a very good chance he sees five or six targets too. And there's not really any wide receivers with five or six targets that are going to make it into my top 25 wide re- wide receiver. I've got him projected for seven. That's that's pretty low for a starting wide receiver. He averaged just under eight targets in his first five games last year. Part of that was a couple of big games to start the season. But I always look at scenarios like this. Whenever there's a storyline that you hear a lot about, especially in this type of offseason where there is, we're just tweaking things as opposed to we're learning things. Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown spent a lot of time together this offseason in South Florida. We're going to throw the ball more, work on the deep ball. He bulked up. He's healthy. Like there, there's a lot to, we're going to take some shots in this game. And so I see where Dave is being bold with it. Like he could hit, he could have a a two touchdown game. It would not shock me. He could also, as Heath is suggesting, you know, five, six targets, 50, 60 yards and, and not do much. I think it's going to be a, a 70, 80 yard game. And if he scores, he's going to be in that, you know, upper echelon of wide receivers. All right, start Mark Andrews, start the Ravens DST, and let's go to Tennessee at Denver on Monday night. Um, you, know, well, you know, look, no Chris Harris, no Von Miller now. So, I, you know, you guys are pretty and low. And maybe no Bradley Chubb for most of the game. Yeah, right, this is a, and Chubb yeah. out of pitch count, yeah. This is a game that I have changed my thinking on probably the most since I first did rankings on Monday. 
because without Miller, without Chubb, or at least without Chubb for mo- a big part of the game, I think this now looks like another one of those games where Tennessee wins. And when Tennessee wins, Tennessee runs. So oh. it's just like fire up Derrick Henry and everyone else at your own risk. Even AJ Brown. AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown's still going to have a, a good game if he's healthy. If, I'd like to see AJ Brown like definitely be a full practice participant for the rest yeah. of the week. Like I have him as a as a start and start sit. Um, and it could be because his his start percentage is a little bit lower than it typically will be based on the injury concern. So I like to avoid guys that are you know over eighty percent started in that column. Um, but uh, if he practices by Friday, like I'm not moving him. If he doesn't practice by Friday, then he's going to be replaced. So for those of you that are reading the column now, you're going right. to see a different name in that spot. But I just like the way he finished, the way this matchup sets up. Like I get what Heath is saying, and I'm totally on board with it. It's not like they're just not throwing the ball, you know. So right. this is this is the type of player that you know he doesn't need a huge amount of targets. He was uh, seeing a, a significant uptick in targets uh, by the end of last season. So you know, I, I again continuity. Great matchup, great situation, national stage. You know, how many times are we going to see this this setup for uh, the the Titans opening Monday Night Football? I know they're the second game, but still o- opening the season on Monday Night Football, uh, where you get an opportunity to showcase one of the best young talents in football. To be clear, I, I was I was I was not saying I wouldn't start AJ Brown. I agree, I, yeah, I I've got him ahead of Marquise Brown. I got him ahead of Chark. I've got him ahead of Hilton, but I do have him behind Will Fuller, and I've got him behind Michael Gallup. So. But you're, you know, I mean, you're, on, you're on brand. You've been yeah. a, a, a little bit of a naysayer for A.J. Brown, so stick to it. I like it. <laughs> How about John U. Smith, 74% rostered? I mean, he's like a top 15 guy for you. He's a, he's a fine streamer, right? Fine streamer. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, if you drafted John U. Smith to be a starter, you're not going away from him for the Eric E. Bronze and Jack Doyles of the world. But, you know, it, it, again, it's he, he's not going to see a high volume of targets, but he's going to probably have a chance to score if he does get that opportunity. All right, we're going to sit Drew Locke, right? Yeah, sit Drew Locke. Sit the quarterback. Sit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Denver running backs. Uh, Jamie, how do you see it playing out? Gordon and Lindsay. I think it's probably, you know, 50-50, 60-40, uh, you know, split with Gordon getting a slight edge. Um, Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post, when he came on CBS Sports HQ, said that's probably going to be the case with Gordon having a little bit more opportunity in the passing game. But, you know, I, I, I would like to avoid it if I can. Uh, it's a little bit more challenging for a guy that you draft, as he said, in the first three or four rounds. Um, and I, I do think Lindsay has flex appeal, but I'm not like, oh, my God, I got Melvin Gordon. He's going to have a great game. This Titans run defense is good. And like he said, they're probably chasing points, which is going to help Gordon bring me a little bit more than Lindsay. But it's just it, it could be messy. This is one of those games I'm looking forward to watching just to see how that unfolds. Corlin Sutton or A.J. Brown? Brown. I would go Sutton. Corlin Sutton or Michael Gallup. That was a good one. I'd go Sutton. I would go Sutton. I, he's a he's a top 20 wide receiver for me. I think that they're going to have to have to throw it a little bit. Okay. Um, Corlin Sutton or Melvin Gordon? I'd go Sutton. Sutton. All right. Start Sutton. Noah Fan or John U. Smith? John U. Fan. John U. Fan. All right. These are in the same range, right? These very, are, very, yep. like... Yeah. Very close. I would I would stake absolutely nothing on Noah Fan versus John Smith this week. Yeah, Tennessee for what it's worth, they really stunk against tight ends last year. So, an opportunity perhaps for Noah Fan. Which DST do you prefer? Oh, the Titans. Titans. Yeah, it's got to be the Titans now. I think I wrote that before the Von Miller injury. Um, all right, guys, we're at fifty six minutes and we have four games left. So, 
Oops, I uh, I am in mid-season four. Miami at New England. Patriots are six and a half point favorites. Very low total in this game, 43 and a half. Uh, stat of the game is this. Sony Michelle in two games against the Dolphins last year, 21 carries and 18 carries, 83 yards and 74 yards, a touchdown in both games. Uh, he actually had 15 or more carries in 11 games in 2019. They said they're going to ease him in. Is there any way you can justify starting? Well, that's obviously un- too vague of a question, but starter sit, Sony Michelle, how about that? He, he's a sit, but I would start him over most of the rookies we've talked about. I would I would agree with starting him over Akers and Swift. I would start the other rookies over him with a lot more confidence just because this Dolphins defense, this is another thing I want to see because they put a ton of capital into it this offseason. They're a much better defense on paper. Uh, I hope it carries over, but he's the guy in terms of the carries. You know, he may not be 21 or 18, like you said in previous matchups, especially with Cam there. But I don't think it's going to be Rex Burkhead getting double-digit carries. I don't think J.J. Taylor is getting double-digit who's, carries. Who's the best running back in this game other James than White. other than James White and PPR? Who's the next best running back? Rita. I would say Sonny Michelle. Do you want to... Oh God, I don't own... I don't, I don't roster any Dolphins running back, but I'd be very nervous to start them. How about you guys? Oh, for sure. But yeah. I'd be nervous to start Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkhead also. So it's, it's a matter of who's going to be the next guy catching the ball. And I think it's going to be Brita more so than any of the other guys not named James White. Okay. Uh, this game is fascinating to me. I, it, and that sounds crazy. But the, the Patriots lost Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Deron Harmon, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, and Landon Roberts. And Landon Roberts. You know, Two of those you know guys are on the Dolphins. You know they didn't lose? Who? Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his son, who looks exactly like him, but with a mullet. Uh the Dolphins, yeah, I mean, they, they they should be a lot better on defense. Cam Newton is playing his first game in a year. Uh, talk about continuity. Um, so, I don't know. This game is interesting to me. Anyway, we're going to sit Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're going to sit the Dolphins running backs. What are we doing with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams? Because they still should have a very good secondary in New England. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. I would Num- sit them both if you can. Number three is at best. I mean, you got both banged up now, which is not good. Do, yeah, sorry. Do we know? Because I saw something on on Williams. I like Parker's got a hamstring deal. The impression I got on Williams is that that's part of his maintenance plan. Like he's just going to I be mean, limited on Wednesdays. And and Gusecki was also limited. And I agree. I think it sounds like you know minor, if anything. So both should right. play. But you also have, you know, Williams playing his first game in what seven months, eight months. You know, removed from an ACL tear against this defense. And I know he's looked good in practice, but. There's also, he doesn't have a long history with Fitzpatrick like Parker does. And we have a new offense coordinator in the, for the Dolphins too. So it's going to be some. But like Parker had a hundred and what, 37 and, and yards in week 17. The if best I'm Stephon Gilmore, the receiver. defensive player of the year, I had that game circled because that knocked him out of a first round bye. Yeah. Well, he, he ate Stephon Gilmore's lunch. Yes. I'm he sorry. Also, I'm hungry, you know, but... they, they, you know, didn't do very much against them in the first meeting either. So no, he had no catches on seven targets in the first meeting. Right. I will say so, Preston Williams in a turn and in, 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 on FanDuel. All right, Jamie, that's that's cool. We'll move on. Um, how does Mike Kosicki compare to Jonu Smith, Eric Ebron, Noah Fant? Behind them all. Yep. Okay, we'll sit him. Starter sit. But I'm interested to see because without Chung there, I want to see how this this goes. Starter sit. Oh, how about this? Tight ends in three games uh, without Patrick Chung last year. In case you're curious, Jeremy Sprinkle had 17 yards. The Jets' tight ends had one yard. The Eagles' tight ends torched 
the Patriots. 36 yards and a touchdown for Goddard. 94 yards for Ertz. Small sample size, but if you want to know how they looked against tight ends. Do you ends, think Gusecki is more like Goddard and Ertz or more like Sprinkle and uh, Ryan Smith? Ryan Griffin? Ryan Griffin. Uh, I think he's more like Goddard. Fair. Th- three for 36 and a touchdown. Um, all right, Cam Newton against a team that was horrible against quarterbacks last year. Cam Newton's starter sit. How about Cam Newton or Tyrod Taylor? Cam. I'm, I'm Cam. Is officially, it's Tyrod Taylor. Have I been saying it Correct. wrong? Okay. I, I don't keep... know. They, you know, they made such a big deal about it on Hard Knocks with the Browns, and then uh, is it Leave Leave Driver? Oh, uh, I think it's Leave. Yeah. What's his last driver? Right. Yeah. A great voice, unbelievable voice. Uh, yeah. he's, he's been calling him uh, Tyrod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I trust Leave Driver. Okay. Anywho, um, Cam Newton. Yeah. Like, where is he? Cam Cam Newton for you this week? Top ten. Twelfth. Okay. Roll him out there. Fire him up. All right. Patriots running backs. We talked about James White is the best of the bunch. And uh, Julian Edelman must start. Number three receiver in PPR. Avoid in non-PPR if you can. Yeah. I think I might have Parker, Williams, and Edelman back to back to back. So, okay. Um, Wait. So, Cam Newton. Julian Edelman is a number three wide receiver. Cam Newton is going to rush for like 80 yards at a touchdown. Well, James White is number one receiver. Oh, yippee. And I, and I would guess he's going to rush for 40 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Somebody's going to have to catch balls for him. Somebody yeah. will score. Yeah. All right. Edelman. I don't think he's going for like, you know, 30 points. I mean, this this isn't going to be like a monster week for quarterbacks. Edelman or Amari Cooper? Way. Cooper. Would you say Edelman or Cooper? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cooper and non-PPR for sure. Okay. Uh, PPR, Michael Edelman. And finally, Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger? Ben. I think this I that, game... I have that choice to make in one league. This is going to be Heath's last game. He has to pop off in three minutes. I'm, I'm good. Oh, okay. I'm good. Okay. Power through. All right, cool. So this one it should be a three-minute game. Jets at Bills. Uh, go. Start all, sit all. <laughs> I'm starting Le'Veon and Jamison Crowder um, in PPR. And I'm probably starting Le'Veon in non-PPR. And I understand why people don't want to because the Bills defense is very good and Adam Gase does still coach the Jets. But I like I I have actually been a little encouraged over the last week and a half. They've shown a lot of Le'Veon running routes spread out wide, like what the Chargers do with Austin Eckler because all their receivers have been hurt. And that's a way for Adam Gase to get Frank Gore on the field, but also get Le'Veon Bell in a better place for fantasy points. So I'm just starting Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Would you start Stefan Diggs or Le'Veon Bell? Diggs. I would start Bell. I feel like Diggs could have a big game here. I mean, the Jets without Jamal, we don't know what they are without Jamal Monster Adams. game. He's their best player, basically. And he he's on the Seahawks monster now. game this week. Okay. John Brown um, or Paris Campbell? Brown. Uh, yeah, Brown. You said start all, said all. I know you were kind of being, you're just kind of joking around about that, but... Man, not so much. I don't know what's well. I don't know what to do with the Bills' running backs because the the Jets consistently have a very good run defense. They they had, gave up the second fewest yards per carry in the NFL last year to running backs. Um, I think Jamal Adams was probably a pretty big part of that. He was second on the oh, team in tackles for sure. But you know this this doesn't look like that easy of a matchup, and then you don't know what the split is going to be. So should you just try to avoid Singletary and Moss? 
I mean, clearly, if you can, that's the smart play. But I like Moss better than Singletary just because it sounds like he's going to be the one playing at the goal line. And it seems as if he's taken a little bit of an edge in the passing role. So we don't know that because we haven't seen it. But based on the reports with Singletary fumbling and Moss doing a good job catching the ball, again, heavy home favorite. And I think you're going to see them playing with a lead. So let the young kid play a little bit, get his feet wet. And I think that's going to be the case. So I'll take Moss. Uh, over Singletary, and I like Moss better than Le'Veon Bell. Oh wow! I hear I was that, I dude. was just looking because I, like I know we don't care about depth charts, but I wanted to see if Moss had been listed ahead of Singletary, like what Jacksonville and Kansas City did. Then I would have been more on board with it. It looks like they listed Singletary ahead of Moss. Um, and I, well, just, I mean, if, if Jacksonville is your comparison, I think we got a problem. <laughs> I, I can understand Kansas City. <laughs> Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott could be a little stubborn. And Devin Singletary got four carries in week one last year. Like, I am... That was a game that they were struggling with, though. And it's also Frank Gore. Yeah, but Frank Gore wasn't playing well. It's like... But you're talking about a veteran guy that's a Hall of Famer versus a a rookie making his his debut. Singletary does not have that resume. I'm sorry. No, but he's better than Frank Gore was. Uh, He... He was better than Frank. Frank Gore had 11 carries for 20 yards in week one. And Devin Singletary couldn't get more than four damn carries. And you know what he did with those four carries? He had 70 freaking yards. So I just like, I look, we're not, we're not starting these guys. Like, that's the point, right? Heath, I mean, well, I'm them, like, I said. like, you might have to start Singletary, but or must, but I don't want to. I'm trying like, yeah, I, I have to definitely start, start Le'Veon Bell over both of them. Um, I there's, I would start carry on. I would start Mac. Like there's plenty of guys that were drafted in that same range that I would start over them. I'm going to do something that I don't ever do unless it suits my argument, but <laughs> Le'Veon Bell in two games against the bills last year did score 33 fantasy points and had PPR. at least five catches in both games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the touchdown last year was, uh, you know, if you want to chalk that up, it was, it was late in the, it was, we're not taking that away from him. It's one of four he scored all year. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, had, he, had Levy, he was Le'Veon Bell. He had a bad rush average, but he caught he caught a lot of passes. So, uh, All right, fair enough. Stefan Diggs, stardom. John Brown is a flex, I guess. And Chris Herndon, is he behind, uh, you know, all the guys that we've been talking about, basically? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah like the Bills, the last two years, have been top three in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Fewest. Yeah. So there's consistency there under Sean McDermott with this defense. Oh, um, sorry, Jamison Crowder or John Brown? Crowder and PPR, Brown and none. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Jamison Crowder or Devin Singletary? Uh, same. Singletary, yep. non, Crowder, PPR. Two more games. Uh, Josh Allen's the start of the week, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I skipped the start of the... Pff, start Josh Allen. That, like, dude... The Jets' past even should be terrible. You got Stefan Diggs. You gotta, here's, you gotta show up here, Josh here, Allen. Here's, here's my uh, bold, not bold prediction. This is Josh Allen's first 300-yard game of his career. Ooh. All right, here's my bold prediction. Dolphins are winning. Heath, you got a bold, bold? prediction? Um, I think my bold prediction is that Le'Veon Bell's not terrible. <laughs> I can't bold, baby. I just picked the Dolphins. Oh my gosh! All right, stat you of the have, game. You ranked that way, right? Because that's the rule. You have to. Have I haven't ranked that way. Is okay. correct. Stat of the game for uh, Vegas and Carolina: uh, the Raiders allowed the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the most passing yards per attempt in the NFL. Um, so I know you said Derek Carr is a decent streamer here. What about Teddy Bridgewater? He's okay. I don't, I don't love him, but 2QB league. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd start like if you, I'd start him over Joe Burrow or Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, stat of the game number two in their first eight games, the Raiders allowed six 100-yard wide receivers. In their last eight games, they allowed one, and it was AJ Brown. And only three wide receivers scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR in their last eight games. Only four scored 14 or more in PPR. So Raiders uh, did much better late in the season against wide receivers. I only bring that up because let's just see. Let's just track it. Let's just see what happens here. Obviously, you're starting DJ Moore. Um, and then I think they have Michael Thomas next week, right? So, yeah. This, this is the easy game. Like, McCaffrey, Jacobs, DJ Moore, really easy. Carr's a great streamer. We're, we're, not, we're not messing with most of the other guys. And then the Raiders receivers are the hard part. Okay. Waller is obviously an easy start, too. Yeah, so tell me. Raiders receivers. I like Ruggs a lot. I think Edwards is definitely in play. And the fact now that Williams is out of the way, I don't like that Ruggs is going to, you know, be a primary outside guy. But if you were buying into Hunter Renfro, this this is good for him. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Ruggs is a good, a, a, like you, I would start him as a number three wide receiver in non-PPR. In PPR, I, I would rather just have him as a boomer bust flex, but I like I definitely like him the most. I would start rugs over the two Dolphins guys this week. Okay. Sit the DSTs in that game. And let's go to another easy one. Pittsburgh at the Giants. Monday night football. Yeah, prime time. Um, what is the spread here? Start all, sit all but Barkley. Uh, by the way, Divino Zigbo placed on IR with a hamstring injury. Holy cow. James sleeping. <laughs> Robinson. Steelers are now minus six. They, at one point, a couple weeks ago, they were like minus three and a half. This makes more sense now. They should, I, I mean, so much. You're talking about a, a franchise in the Steelers that has more continuity than basically any franchise in football. And the Giants with new coordinators, new head coach, uh, rookie left tackle going up against the team that led the NFL in sacks. This is a mismatch. Um, if Saquon Barkley doesn't have a big game, don't be... Don't flip out. The Steelers' run defense faced great running backs and basically crushed all of the uh, most of them last year. So, you know, start Barkley, but don't flip out if he doesn't have a big game. Uh, yeah, Roethlisberger. Who would you start Roethlisberger over? Brady and Breeze. Um, almost everybody. <laughs> like I've got, I, I Josh Murray. Allen is my number six quarterback, so I love the start of the week. Ben Roethlisberger is my number seven, so I would start him over Kyler Murray. How about Matt Correct. Ryan? Yep, uh, I like Ryan better, but they're both. I think I think that game's going to be a shootout between the um, Falcons and Seahawks. I drafted a lot of Wentz. I would start Ben over Wentz. I would as well. If James Conner doesn't have a big game, don't freak out. Giants are really damn good against the run after they got Leonard Williams running back. James Conner is a smash play, top 10 running back this week. Yeah, so is Saquon Barkley. But, you know, I'm just saying, if these are tough matchups, it looks like these are two really, really good run defenses here. Uh, Juju, we talked about the Steelers wide receiver. <laughs> what? What? I can't it's, see he's you're, you're, you're right. It looks like a good run defense. We'll see if they're going to be a good They've run defense. Been, they were. As soon as they got Leonard Williams, they were really good. It's eight games. It's running. a good run defense, but sometimes you know they're going to be on the field for an hour, so you know it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah I get that. I'm look, start James Conner. I'm not saying it. I'm hey, just... speaking of that game, I just got a trade offer in a super flex league. Tell me if I should accept it. Eric Ebron for my Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a dynasty league, and Fitzpatrick's my fourth quarterback, so I've been dangling him around the league. Probably yes, yes you should. He, he's... Oh, I'm going to. I just yeah. want to see your, your reaction. <laughs> Uh, Eric Ebron or Evan Ingram? Eric Ebron. Ingram for me. 
the Ingram is a tough one. Like it's easy to get away from the Giants receivers, even though what here's the thing about the Steelers. Like they were so good on defense last year, but they were so bad on offense that I like they didn't have that many blowout wins. So they I don't know they had that many games where quarterbacks were throwing a ton, you know what I mean? Um there might be some garbage time production for the Giants. I don't know if that factors in at all. Um but it, maybe especially with Evan Ingram or like Sterling Shepard or something. I'm, I'm I'm really curious because the Giants are clearly a rebuilding team. Their offense is, is the highlight of this team by far. Their skill players are amazing. Um, mm. Well, I mean, as a group, <laughs> one of them, one of them is okay. Their their skill players are 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 above average. Yes, with two potentially elite players at running back and tight end. Mm-hmm. This feels if the Steelers are the team that I think that they could be and, you know, a Super Bowl contender, they should come into Giant Stadium and just steamroll this team yeah. in a big, big way. Yeah. And that's the way it feels. Oh, they're going to have seven sacks and two pick sixes or seven. no, one pick what, six, what one half? scoop and score. And How one many of those sacks yeah. is Daniel Jones going to fumble on? Three. He'll okay. recover. They'll recover two of them. The Giants will recover two, but he'll fumble three times. This is like such a mismatch. What right, was everybody. the? I'm yeah. I'm blanking. What was what was the movie where um, all the guys get off the bus? They're like all these football little players. Little giants. Taylor. Is it little giants? And they're like teaching all the kids about intimidation and stuff. Yeah, was it little giants? No, but I thought they played a game. Oh, um, it was. Uh, it's not necessary the roughness. Guys, necessary roughness. That's right. It's necessary roughness. Like this is what it feels like. The, all the prison, <laughs> all the prisoners come off the bus. And just destroy the, the, yes. the young team. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I can't. What a great weekend of football we have to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Giants fan. No, nah, I can't wait, man. A big game tonight. We'll talk about it on Fantasy Football Today in 5. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Have a good one, everybody. Start or sit. All right. One down and, what, 31 to go? I don't know. No, I screwed that up. All right. End the show. Bye. CBS Monday. Federal agents! Hands where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, we got him. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii Monday, 10-9 Central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.